0: Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I wanna know what's going on with I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of the honest mom project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about not even your best friend, come join special guests, mom friends and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through. So we can acknowledge each of our own feelings. With confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome back, friends. It's Michelle with the Honest Mom Podcast. This is our second episode in the friendship series that we're doing this February, the month of love. I'm not a big Valentine's Day fan, but I do love ironically I love celebrating my girls during this month, Valentine's Day. Um so today we are talking about the other side of the coin with friendships ending. Last episode we talked about the world of ghosting, the abrupt ending To that friendship. And this week, it's the slow fizzle, it's the gradual decline, the slope that's slow. And today's episode is titled When Your BFF Isn't F. All right. So, the reason why I brought this up personally for myself, I have some amazing, wonderful friends of gosh, some of them three decades some since I've been little, some since college, some since after college. And it's interesting things that have changed in our lives that have created this slow fizzle, this just the gradual flame going out, not the abrupt tux pad sizzle or the blowing out of the candle, but just that slow burn where things just kind of disappear, and you wonder if they'll come back. Um, We'll talk about that today, but um, I know that I'm not alone with this. We think that our friends are going to be our friends forever, hence the BFF necklaces that we would get at Claire's when we were little. Writing BFF in our notepads. I'm a child of the '80s with trapper keepers and notebooks, and actually writing <laughs> uh, versus typing. But you know, you had your BFFs. You thought you were be you would be friends forever. Hence that last F on that. So. You know, I know, like I said, I'm not alone. We'll be talking about that gradual disappearing to eventually being gone or maybe coming back, changing form or being even better. So this isn't a negative Nelly episode, don't worry, but we're gonna get real. We need to get real. We need to get honest and go through these things and talk about them to normalize them and know that it may not end up in the best way, the way that you want, but it may, who knows um let's talk about how friendships change evolve or disappear today this episode is for you if you imagined your best friends being with being in your life forever but it's changed and you don't know what to do and you're maybe you're sad or confused or you're in that period of time where you just don't know where it's going and that's okay I'm still in that with some of my friends so don't worry you're not alone as always and again, as always, we have our mom card drawing of the week from our Be Strong um, pile with our compendium cards. I'm going to open up this card with you. We'll see where we're at. Let's bring it open. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh, there we go. All right. So this um, quote is from Mark Daniel Danielowski. Daniel All right. I'll put that in the show notes where you have no fear. You will find your way. It's in your bones. It's in your soul. I repeat, have no fear. You will find your way. It's in your bones. It's in your soul. Oh yeah. This one, this is a good one for today. All right. There's a little bit of fear when we lose our friends, a little bit of anxiety, confusion, sadness, a lot of, you know, things, fearful emotions, but I have no doubt, just like me finding my way that you will find yours too. I'm not there yet and that's okay. And you may not be either, but it's in our bones. It's in our soul. We just got to dive deep and trust ourselves and trust who we are, the friends we are, the humans we are and have confidence in that. And if things fizzle out, we gotta realize it may not have nothing to do with us. And even if it does, we're not gonna be everyone's slice of pie forever, all right? And that's okay. Um, Just like there's people in your life that may not be your priority in your life right now. And you don't hate them, you don't wish them harm, but sometimes things just, life changes and things happen. Um, my history with this, and again, why I wanted to talk about it today is just, you know, I have a handful of friends going from elementary to high school, to college, as well as some, you know, recent mom friends that I made after Brooklyn was born where the relationships have just kind of fizzled. I keep using that word They're, you know, it's beyond the plateau of the friendship. It is more along the lines of like, nothing's happening. (laughs) So you may be like me, where you feel like you're the one person making the effort. Like I do have a handful of friends and I love them so much, but I think if I didn't reach out to them every once in a while to see how they're doing, see how their kids are doing, whatever, I would never hear from them. And I've tested that. I've tested that. And uh, unfortunately I was right. do I still reach out to some of these women? Of course. I love them. I have had amazing memories with them. Initially when things started to kind of go downhill, I took it personally thinking like, oh, you know, I'm not important to them or they're too busy for me. And this kind of victim mentality I had. And through therapy, through reading, through listening, like I say, in every episode, growing and learning and being vulnerable and talking about my feelings, I've learned to change that story and change that script where life is just crazy sometimes. And sometimes priorities shift. And the friend that you had in college may have a totally different life than they had in college. And Their life is nuts and it has nothing to do with you. They're not mad at you. They love you. They wish the best for you, but they just got a lot of shit on their plate and they just can't do it all. You know, they just can't do it all. Unfortunately, you may be one of those people like I know I am. That's just put on the back burner. They trust that you probably will always be there and they love you for it, um, but they're not putting in that effort uh, for a reason. So that is kind of my history. I have no hard feelings towards any of these women that I'm going to be speaking of throughout this episode. I adore and love these women deep into my bones and my soul. If they picked up the phone today and said, Michelle, do you wanna grab coffee? I'd be like, hell yes, I would love to see you. Thank you, I would love to see you. but it's taken me a lot of work to get to that. I'm, I, I have so much love for them. I wish them well. I hope that we kind of cycle back in some capacity when life isn't as crazy. Maybe when we're golden girls. I love bringing up the golden girls with these friendship series um, because it's so true. I hope, it, you know, some of these women in my life that, I mean, I had them in, in my life for 30 years for a reason. Um, I miss them. I love them if they're listening. I'm not mad at anyone, but uh, I get it. I do get it. And I think I may deny the fact that I may be doing this to people myself. And I still love them. I still want to be friends with them, but life can get a little crazy. Um, you know, this goes into this topic of seasons of life. I didn't realize the many seasons of life especially the seasons of motherhood phase is different than the toddler phase school, then get to that later activities, middle school and high school don't even get them started. Um, I have friends in all areas of those stages. And it's interesting seeing and experiencing them myself. Brooklyn's going to be nine this month and me seeing how different our life was when she was a newborn, a toddler, kindergarten, et cetera, how things have changed, how our weekends have changed, how our weekdays, she's in a new school that's not in our town and driving and commuting back and a longer day for her has changed, you know, what we do and how our lives are. So honoring these seasons of life and being aware that there's different parts of motherhood that demand different things from you. Your brain is functioning in different ways. Your energy is different. You know, I have friends that have kids in college and they have all the time in the world now. And they may look at me being like, what do you mean you can't go on a week long, you know, yoga retreat in, you know, Peru. And I'm like, well, I don't have $5,000 and I don't right now have a full week to be in a foreign country. you know with how life is for me and people were hopefully respect that just as much as i learned and had to learn how to respect other people's you know lives um another thing is priorities change um one thing that i write about in the book that i'm writing is how we have these four walls containing our friendship Four walls of convenience. And these walls take different forms throughout your life. So, for example, Brooklyn had these preschool friends. So, the four walls of that preschool containing them convenient, you know, yeah, sure, we'll have a play date with you because we're all kind of in the same boat, these four walls of preschool. Then that goes to elementary school. Remember growing up and being an elementary school? And, you know, you had your best friend in the world in elementary school. And that changed when you went to middle school and the new four walls changed and new kids came in, the cool kids, the popular kids, the nerds, the this, the that. And my friendships changed tremendously. Peer pressure affected that, wanting to be in this group and all that and letting go of some people that I probably shouldn't have that were amazing people in my life. Then you get the four walls of high school and sports and activities that you're all in that contain you and bring you into this convenient friendship. It's easy because you have this activity like volleyball. For me, I had my volleyball friends, my cheerleader friends. (laughs) Yes, I was a cheerleader. If you could believe it. Taking a sip of coffee. Um, and you know, the four walls of high school. You know, you thought you were gonna be BFFs after that graduation ceremony of high school, but guess what? The four walls changed again. And if you were like me, you maybe went out of state or maybe your friends went out of state, some stayed local, and your four walls changed dramatically. Within that college experience, for me, I had another set of four walls. I had another group of four walls with my sorority. So friendships changed there too, because I had these hundred and something girls, 60 that lived in this house with me, that it was convenient. They could, The friendships, it was easy. I saw them every day. I lived with them. After college, you let go of some of these friends that you thought you were going to keep in touch with. And then you have your if you're like me, I had my friends that I lived with in the city in my apartments that I lived in with them. Those four walls there contained us. We had our cigarettes and recaps of the night before or the weekend, you know, stories at the breakfast bar on Sunday morning, watching Sex in the City on Sunday night, and then the Sopranos and You know, after work you walk in you recap your day you go grab a drink together you have dinner you order food and you're together all the time in those four walls of that apartment. It gets a little more challenging when people start moving in with their partner boyfriend whoever. And you start separating, but you still have like we had the city containing us. We all worked in the city, we lived kind of close to each other still. Hey, let's all grab a drink, let's go out to drink with our boyfriends. Then our you know, we're engaged, and then we're all in each other's weddings, and we're all still in the city, and you know, still in this container of convenience. But what happens when you all start moving to the suburbs? Whatever you start doing, maybe another state and you start creating that family. You st- you're a mom and life is different. You, it's not convenient anymore to see your friends. They're not living with you. They're not in your school. They're not in your sorority. You know, they're not even in the same city. They're not even, you know, maybe in the same state. So you've got effort to make to see these people. And you're a mom, you're exhausted you're in the thick of things. Maybe you're going through things emotionally. Maybe you're isolated and isolating yourself. And you could see how eventually friendships can kind of dwindle. Maybe you are having children and your some of your friends aren't. They're not in the same world as you are. They don't understand why you don't want to go out. You don't understand why they don't want to come visit you all the time and stay in. Or maybe you have you know, resentment or, you know, negative feelings about them, you know, having freedom and other things. Then, you know, things get even more stressful. Maybe your friends go back to work full time. Kids start getting older. They're in 600 activities. Weekends are consumed by soccer tournaments, baseball tournaments, dance recitals, family obligations. Man, just going to Costco and Target and all the errands because you're working all week. And, you barely see your kids during the week. So you don't want to grab a drink on Thursday night. So you could see how these things can just naturally happen. And it's interesting how when work needs to be done to maintain a friendship, how some people just don't have it in them. And that's okay. It hurts, but it's kind of the reality of life. And looking at those friendships in A different way, perhaps. And the only way that you're going to be able to move forward and maybe have a different type of friendship is having the conversation, you know, with them. It's hard, but to just ignore it is only going to make the fire definitely go out. And I'm guilty of that, of not having the conversation, just kind of letting things fizzle on their own. But uh, one thing that I did do with a couple of my, Really close college friends. No, know, I've known them since freshman year. We lived together throughout college. We lived together in the city in each other's weddings. Um, is I one lives out of state. One has three kids, is a full time attorney. Husband works full time and travels, lives about an hour from me. And these these women, the one that lives out of state, travels for business, full time working mom as well their lives are crazy. My life is different than theirs too. And I reached out to both of them this past year with help from my therapist. Thank you, Tiffany, my coach, that I reached out to them and said, you know what? Life is nuts. We don't talk like we used to. And, you know, just know that I love you. I'm always in your corner. I'm always your cheerleader. If you ever need anything, and maybe like things will kind of come back to like full swing or maybe differently or better when life just gets a little bit less nuts. And both of them really appreciated that message. They both responded and it's okay. Like, I'm glad that, I, that n- neither of them are mad at me. I'm not mad at them, but life's just nuts. And I don't even know what their world is like because I work from home. I have a flexible schedule, but, you know, both of them work for someone else (laughs) and have to go in, have to travel. My attorney friend doesn't have to travel, but my other friend travels and her daughter's in like competitive cheerleading, if you know that world. You know, it's like, it's crazy. And I don't know what that world is like. And I can't sit there and ignorantly take that personally. And, oh my gosh, they're just not a good friend. No, they, they're they good friends. They're the best friends I've ever had in my life. And they've been there for me through, I mean, so much. We have so much that we are, have to be grateful for, for our friendship. And just because we aren't making the effort right now, doesn't mean that we aren't good friends to one another. All right. I have some awesome sources for you all that will be in the show notes as I always put them. I have a great article from Dr. Margaret Rutherford, and it is an amazing article about the finding the meaning in friendships that end. Very short read. Great for mom brain. I loved it. There is a podcast that I listened to last year, when I went through my ghosting situation, I was like searching through just different things to just find a vo- find voices out there that you know were speaking to what I was going through. Um, and so, a link to the Psych Central podcast will be in my notes, and the topic is called "Abandoned Loss of Friendships," and it goes through two scenarios that one of the podcasters went through. One was a ghosting situation. And one was kind of like an acknowledgement and gen- like a fizzle. Um, so I loved that there were two perspectives in two different stories. And she's very raw, tears come out. Um, and it made me realize, you know, that this is very common, the the ending of friendships. We have endings of many types of relationships out there. And for some reason, for me, I don't know about you, but an ending of a friendship is Really hard. It's, I think sometimes I've mourned it more than I have long term boyfriends in my past. So it's just something, you know, to think about. And there's also a book that I will link that Amazon link to. It's called Big Friendship How We Keep Each Other Close. And it's by two authors. I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize. Um, Aminatao Sao and Anne Friedman. It's an inspiring and entertaining testament to the power of society's most underappreciated relationship. Big friendship will invite you to think about how your own bonds are formed, challenged, and preserved. It is a call to value your friendships in all of their capacity. Actively choose them and sometimes fight for them. So, with that set, I, I chose to read that to you the um, book description to you because I loved the ending of it. It's a call to the, it's a call to value your friendships in all of their compa- complexity. I think I said capacity, but complexity. So friendships are complex, <laughs> different personalities, situations, lifestyles, values, you name it and different mothering, motherhood styles, um, marriages, just so many things to think about that could affect your friendships and appreciating how different they all are and really honing in on how they are all different and what you appreciate from you know each of your friendships, even if they've ended. With my friendships that have kind of disappeared, um, maybe are kind of on pause a little bit, as well as the ones that have abruptly ended, I am grateful for what they brought to me. I would have not been friends with these women for if I didn't feel that there were amazing reasons why I should spend that time and invest that time with them and energy. So I am grateful for all that I learned, all that we learned from each other, all the love we gave and what the the friendship ending has taught me and made me stronger. Um, I have to be grateful for that as well as sad sometimes. So, if you don't want advice, here are some words of encouragement. There is nothing wrong with you, your personalities, your your personality priorities, or values. If you have some friendships that don't make it to the end, it's okay if you thought you'd be golden girls. There, I bring it up again best friends forever and through the thick and thin. Friendships can definitely be seasonal, but they are never a waste of time. They came into your life and enriched your life and you enriched theirs. There was love, appreciation, laughter, support, fun, and hard times that you survived together. For some reason, this time it didn't. You don't need anyone to explain why they drifted or stopped calling it won't change the situation and it gives power to the wrong person you are the only one in charge of your happiness and finding those that reciprocate reciprocate and put effort towards your friendships sometimes it has something to do with you but many times it doesn't sometimes you'll never know why and that's okay at times the friendship just gradually pulls apart and eventually it may be permanent, or maybe the friendship will return in a different capacity. It's time to put yourself back in control of your life and find out who you truly are and people that are actively by your side. All right. So, if you do want advice, here are three things that helped me one, stop chasing people. That is my motto this year. I am vowing to stop chasing people. Will I touch base every once in a blue moon to see how they're doing? Sure, maybe. But I've spent a lot of time chasing people and they're not coming back. (laughs) They're not, you know, they may respond with a short little like, yeah, I'm fine, you know, and whatever. And I have to like read that as, I am not a priority in their life right now, and I can't be mad at that, but I have to read this as, I need to put my energy towards people that have their energy back to me. And I'm not saying that in a, well, she's giving me effort and she's not, so fuck her. No, it's not that, but I have to pay attention. Like I was saying earlier in that book's description that we were talking about, that I have to appreciate and value my friendships in all of their complexity. So if someone is giving me short little answers back, maybe not, I have a friend that's not responding at all. I have no idea. She's not mad at me because I haven't seen her in like over a year, but you know, it's like, you can't even just respond to me was initially my thought. And then I'm like, you know what, something may be going on with her that has nothing to do with me. I have to move on and I have to just put my effort towards the amazing women that are literally right in front of me. And I talk to daily. All right, take control. This is number two. Take control of your own happiness and don't rely on a friend to justify how good of a friend or person you are. They may have their own shit going on, like I said, their own unique interpretation of the friendship or just things in general, or and they may have an explanation that won't necessarily make you heal. So that podcast that I was speaking of on Psych Central podcast, she's. Uh, And the gentleman on the podcast, so it's um, a male and a female team on the podcast, which I love, Um, you know, he's like, now, if your friend came back to you with what, you know, is going on in their head and why they're ignoring you or why they ghosted you, blah, 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 does it make a difference in like you guys being friends or not? And she's like, no. And she's like, because they may have their own, which probably they do have their own interpretation of what happened. And it may actually make me feel worse. And that's so true. I always tell people there's three sides to every story. His story, her story, and then the truth. Or her story, her story, and then the truth. If you study the world of interpretation, you can tell a story to someone You can have a certain situation. I've talked about this in an episode and everyone will have a different interpretation of that and a different way of telling it to someone. And sometimes, you know, you've had those situations where you've had conversations with people, difficult ones, and you're like, what are they talking about? Like, that is not what happened. That's not what I meant. That's not what I said. But they literally have that interpretation inside of them. They're telling you the truth. That's how they saw it. That's how they feel it. That's where their emotions are at. So if someone comes back to you with their interpretation of what happened, is it going to help you? Or do you try to figure out on your own, which I had to do, and I actually am glad. I don't know if I want to know my friend's, like my ghosting story. I don't know if I want to know her interpretation because it, A- may not be true. And it may anger me that she even thought that, or B, maybe it br- br- brings up something that just really hurts me. you know. So she obviously doesn't want to be friends with me. We've already come to that conclusion. If you listen to that past episode. So I just had to figure out how to move on on my own and find my own happiness. And the final one, which kind of goes along with this is trust the truth. Truth is my word of the year and what your friends are telling you. Not verbally necessarily, but finding those little signs that they're telling you, like my, like I just said, my, some of my friends that are giving me one word answers to me asking like, what's going on? How's things going? How was your new year? Everything's good. How are you? It's, like, it's kind of like that courtesy, like I'm going to text you back. Cause I don't want you to think I'm mad at you or hate you, but I don't have the time for you right now. And I don't have the time to message you right now and go into detail. So does your friend take a week to respond to a text? That may be a sign. Are you always the one to initiate the connection? Does someone um, blatantly ignore your reaching out? So yeah, like I have a friend who just, she's awesome. We have so much fun together. Nothing happened that I know of, but I will reach out to her and that girl will not respond to me. <laughs> but again, I know she's not mad at me. I think she's just, she's crazy busy um and i know her life and i don't know if i'd have time to even pee if i was her also do you feel a weird vibe when you do finally see them so i was at an event where i saw some of my amazing good friends and i had the weirdest vibe with them granted i hadn't seen some of them in a long time so it could have been that initial awkwardness it was also at a wake which is awkward But it was just a super weird vibe. And it kind of started before the wake even started. Um, They all got the, some of them got a hotel. They didn't tell me which hotel um, until I reached out and they're like, oh yeah, we're here at this hotel. And I'm like, well, were you going to tell me you guys were like all bunking up at this hotel or just let me do my own thing? (laughs) I don't know. And when I showed up at the wake and I drove like six and a half hours to this wake, It was just, you know, when you walk into a room and you're like, did, is my boob hanging out or something, you know, did something happen (laughs) where everyone's looking at you? Like, who is that? You know, like they, I just had that, that weird vibe and it continued through the wake and the dinner afterwards where we all hung out. And I'm just, I felt like just this weird disconnect and I didn't want to pay attention to it. I didn't wanna acknowledge it. The six and a half hour car ride home, I had a come to Jesus moment and I'm like, that was weird, something's off, I'm giving them some space, I don't know what is going on and maybe it was something I did, maybe it's a vibe I was giving off and they reacted, who knows, have I asked them about it? No, will I? I think I will, I think I will in the future. Um, I feel comfortable, you know, Not at the time I didn't, but, you know, eventually I think I will. And, you know, what's going to be funny is they may be like, what are you talking about? Oh my gosh, we thought that you were, you know, this or that. So it's like, again, it's that, that teeter-totter. Do I say something? Do I not? I sit here right now and I'm going back and forth of like, should I say something to at least get it out in the open? Or is it really even going to help me? I don't know. I kind of just have to, that's something I'm still navigating through. So see, I'm not perfect. I still have shit that I'm dealing with. So again, trusting your gut, trust the truth and be aware how people are treating you and then adjust your life to be with the ones that don't make you feel these ways. So I decided just to, again, give them their space and be on my way. And my friend, you know, appreciated that I was at her mother's wake, you know, and that was all that mattered was that I was there to support her. All right. Someone failed to mention my favorite part. Someone failed to mention that BFF may only mean a couple women in my life. That my childhood friends would drift away. My college friends and first roommates as an adult only survived because of the four walls around us. That when it came to the hard stuff, making time, effort, and space to see one another, that I wouldn't make the cut. Someone failed to mention that a friendship could fizzle away simply because of priorities. Sidebar, I think we should have a drinking game if you listen to this episode. And every time I say fizzle, take a drink of coffee. (laughs) Okay, so basically, I didn't have to have a major blowout for a friendship to end. Someone failed to mention all the amazing new women that would come into my life, the lifelong friends that survived all the seasons and change and that I better darn well appreciate them. And how my loss of certain friendships didn't mean I didn't still love them or appreciate them. That if they called me and needed me, I would still be there for them. Just because we weren't besties anymore doesn't mean I have to forget them. I can still love them. All right. So my favorite thing this week, Tarte Cosmetics. I originally started with their um, um, fake awake eye highlighter. I saw it on Instagram with um, someone that I follow on Instagram and she does like makeup stuff. And when she did this little, it it's like eyeliner and it looks like a nude color, maybe a little lighter than nude. And you put it on the inside crease of your eye and the corners of your eye. Um, And oh my gosh, it brightens those eyes. So much. I love it. So then I got addicted to, not only did I get addicted to that, but one of my best friends then told me about their creaseless concealer. It is a little thick, but once you get it in, oh my gosh, game changer stays on, isn't super like, like, and when I say thick, it doesn't create like these creases or like those, you know, like it doesn't look dry underneath. It is a game changer. I will never do another concealer, under eye concealer again. And then I just ordered their Sugar Rush Sun and Fun Bake Bronzer. I mean, doesn't that just sound fun as it is? Um, Need in some new bronzer and um, I'm gonna try that. So <laughs> warning, if you go on their website, which I'll put in the show notes, you may get a little crazy with some of their fun, fun stuff that they have. They have a ton of stuff. Tarte Cosmetics. Not sponsored. I am not that huge, but I love again sharing my favorite things with you. That things that I use and that I just can't get enough of. All right, my closing inspiration is from Dr. Margaret Rutherford, who I mentioned in the beginning with her article. This actually comes from her article, and I found this on Pinterest as well. Someone was repurposing it. All right, the emotional dilemma is discovering the meaning in a relationship, even after it ends, and not viewing it as a waste of time or a mistake now that it's over. As with a divorce, intimate friendships that end remain an important part of the fabric of your life. You learned, you grew, you laughed, and you cried. The friendships have to be grieved. Their time has passed. Whether you or the other did the letting go. You can go on. Mm. That makes me just feel good. I think I may just print it out, put it in front of me whenever I need to, you know, feel good if I'm kind of doubting myself with any of my friendships. All right. We are closing it up. And I just want to thank you again for listening, for coming back, for sharing this, for DMing me on Instagram. Um, for connecting with me on the side in many different ways. Know that those ways are in the show notes for you to reach out to me and join that Honest Mom Project Facebook group. Um, And I look forward to our next friendship series next week to be determined on that topic, share any topics that you would like me to talk um, talk about and uh, we'll see where it goes. But until next week, I want you to make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out Michelle Mansfield Author.com. Most importantly, If you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.